welcome to the Tales from Wales podcast. This week's guest is Richard Jones from the band Fire Road. I have to say, I really enjoyed this podcast. Uh, Richard was such a such a nice guy to talk to. I think I had a little bit of a bromance with him, to be totally honest. So yeah, give it a listen. Myself, Drew Taylor, and Richard Jones from Fire Road. Give us a like on Facebook. Tell your friends. Listen loads, and yeah, enjoy. Thank you very much. Richard Jones from f- the band Fire Road. How's it going, Richard? You're right. You're looking yeah. very tanned. Yeah, I'm good, man. Yeah, I've just come back from a, a week in Tunisia, so it's, it's been nice to have a break, you know. Posh, posh. I thought that was uh, a natural valley's tan. I wasn't sure. No, no. You know, I, le- I left the t-shirt on for the last time. <laughs> we keep it away. <laughs> no, it was good. It was it was nice to have a break, and it was um, it was good to sort of get a chance just to relax and, and get to see people. I mean. Uh, one of the one of the one of the best things that happened on the whole holiday was I was sitting by the bar, and when you go to one of these places, you don't really know who speaks English and who doesn't. So yeah. you just sit in there, you know, and and people in true valley style sort of gesturing hello, you know, and you're doing all sort of nod, uh, valley nod, nod. Well, anyway, this this guy came over and, and sat there, and uh, he looked exactly like the the old guy at the roadhouse, is it, uh, Sammy? Yeah, 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 exactly yeah. like him, right? But in a in a pair of turquoise shorts, which didn't quite go with the thing, <laughs> and um, he sat down. He did the gesture. You know, can I sit here? Yes, have a sit down. So we both made a couple of incomprehensible noises as you do <laughs> to try and ascertain who spoke what yeah, language. Yeah. Uh, turns out the the guy was German. So we just sat there, you know, politely smiling, you know, overemphasized grins every now and again. <laughs> Trying to make some sort of sense and, well, resi- and resisting speaking back to him in his own accent. Yeah, that's yeah. The way. I'm speaking oh, his accent. He might understand me better. Yeah. Yeah. What time is it? Nine. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. No, it was. It was well. The, the timing thing is quite funny actually because he sat there and he's looking at his watch and he's he's lighting up a cigarette and and he's sitting there and I'm going hello and all this sort of thing. Well, anyway, the next thing now the waiter comes over and he looks behind the pillar at this guy. And, and goes oh and the next thing he points and he you can see him gesturing as if to somebody else out of view so the next thing now this was one of the one of the best things ever this woman walks from behind the other side of this pillar <laughs> giving him the female death stare now <laughs> this guy looks at me and goes he's still in the middle of the death stare now and you know what it means that's there it really means where have you been? <laughs> what are you doing? Or what have you said now? <laughs> but each one of those could have applied at any point. So he's doing hiding from his wife, being a pillar. Well, no, I'm what a pint point. away from his wife. <laughs> he was sitting in one place where this this little courtyard bit was a case of, oh, I'll meet you by the bar. Yeah. But because of the pillars and the chairs, you couldn't really see anything. <laughs> so he looked at me and I went, and she, she just did that thing and he got up and, and looked at me. But I thought to myself, I'm in a totally different country, sitting with a guy from Germany, 
I'm in Tunisia from Wales and I know exactly yeah. what was going through his mind. <laughs> yeah. Exactly what was going through her mind, you know. Yeah, just give us a fucking piece for this. <laughs> 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 That's exactly what it was. It was one of those, where have you been? I'm sitting around the other side. But obviously it was his fault, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So five minutes peace and quiet is universal and across all yeah. languages. Yeah, all yeah. yeah. And, and, all the, and the where have you been face. Where have you been? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Rich, you're the the sort of lead singer of, of Fire Road, like me and Stefan sort of had a bit of research of the band. You yeah. very kindly gave me a couple of CDs along the way as well, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. I very much enjoyed listening to them. But for anyone listening who's not sure who Fire Road are or what you do, would like to sort of fill fill listeners in. Yeah, uh, we've been we've been going as a band. We're in a, in a eighth year actually. Damn. And um, we're totally self-sufficient. We do everything from, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm the sort of principal songwriter, but everything from the, the booking of the gigs to the to the artwork to the sort of, you know, the plans for everything, um, the merchandise, CDs. I mean, I, I sort of liaise with printers and, you know, well, that's all the boring side that's of things. Brilliant. But, yeah. we, you know, everything is done in-house, really. I mean, there was a, you know, a big thing years ago with the punk movement, yeah. Where everything was seen as a sort of cottage industry, then where the, the you know the punk in, in the seventies and stuff would you know produce all their own records, they set up record labels yeah. and they they do it all themselves. Well, it's sort of modern version of that, really. That's brilliant. Uh, you don't need to give the uh, the agent twenty percent, then, do? No, no. It's, it's been way. quite interesting because I mean, I I I've tended. We've had you know we've had a, a couple of managers at certain points, but I mean we've you know we've been really good at what they've done but it's it's always been a case of well if we're going to do this now let's let's move forward um and i've i've sort of taken the reins and and done all the the behind the scenes stuff so it's, it's been good you know That's but brilliant. it's it's hard work but it's it's like anything i suppose you you do now um i mean even from the point of view of you know bands on the circuit there's different levels yeah and we've yet to break through to that that higher level to in order, you know in order to make it a sort of career really which is which is a shame but it is what it is in the moment you know but there is a lot of cattle in the way though isn't there at the same time you know you got ginger fucks like Ed Sheeran taking up all the space so, you know it really puts talented sort of original songwriters like yourselves out the way doesn't it you know but that's just my opinion but, but <laughs> <laughs> I think we're like having that sort of creative and uh, responsibility level of, from top to bottom it's hard work like you said but then it means that this everything is in your vision and everything is where you want it to be and stuff so that can be quite that can be the, the upside of it I suppose yeah it, there's there's no I mean there's no compromise then I mean there's you know the, the second album I call Flesh, Blood and Bone which everything's on Spotify you can find it there uh, but it, it had this strong sort of theme about what it means to be Welsh and having coming from somewhere really small or a small country and having to fight for everything you get. Um, and I think that goes from being, you know, a, a Welsh person in the street or, or being, you know, as, as a country, we have to fight for recognition. Definitely. Um, you know, and, and, and so the, the, the thing was based on the idea of, of, of what Johnny Owen was, was a sort of personification of what we were then being this this small guy who who tried to make his fortune in America and go there and all right things didn't work out you know it was a very tragic story but for me it was about being some small entity which was trying to fight his way to the top and we you know we're still trying to do that 
Yeah, because Johnny Owen is on the album artwork, isn't he? He's yeah. there with his, uh, he's, he's also his, 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 his smart clothes and his, yeah. his hat and yeah. that, you know. And he's yeah. that. What was that? Where's that photo come from? Is it when he was perhaps pre pre fight in, in America? Or uh, he- yeah, he was. Um, I I'd spoken to the family for about eighteen months um, prior to getting the the photographs for the artwork. It was something I'd intended on doing. Um, in the, I'm a sort of I'm the creative artistic guy in the band who does who does all multi talented, multi talented. Well, you know, it's 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 three thing really with me. You know, about making sure that if I'm going to do something, it's it's got enough weight to it rather yeah. than it's got to be represented correctly. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah. but it's sometimes easier to come from one vision rather than multiple. It, it can work as well, but when it's yeah. one vision with something, it can sometimes be easier to yeah. do that, can't it? I mean, you know, I I end up working with his family for 18 months prior to getting the photographs and I was going over there and, and having the odd cup and having a chat and they're at Hollywood directors who were, who were trying to get access to the rights to use this stuff but the yeah. only reason they gave it to me was because I was the only person that came up with a positive angle and said look this is not about the, the Lupe Pinta thing where he died in the ring this is yeah. about what he did to have to fight to get to that point yeah. how he must have been feeling his rationale being you know getting up in the morning would yeah. have been to work towards something and that's what I try to do with a band you know it's brilliant I mean what you're doing is you're celebrating someone's life and someone's effort to be the best version they can be yeah. whereas lots of other situations are, are looking at you know I mean you're alive for a long time you only die once and you're only dead for you know you only die it takes seconds for you to die yeah. so why, why concentrate on that why not concentrate on the celebration of exactly what the journey was from start to finish oh absolutely it's a huge thing I think. yeah i mean i you know i i try and instill the, the positive attitude whenever whenever possible in anything i do really and um i mean from the you know from the point of view of the music i mean the albums had some great reviews the second one as as did the first one but um it, there was a nice comment made in classic rock magazine which sort of validated what i was trying to do where it said that the, the band easily transcend their influences to create something which is truly their own. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And, and, you know, as a creative person, that's what you strive to. You know, well, originality. Is, yes, definitely. It's music or comedy or writing or anything. Yeah. You know, and it, that was a big deal. You know? yeah, definitely. I mean, you've 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 made that yourself, yeah. and it's your it's a strength of identity which takes you forward, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But you said, like, obviously having a, qu- a quote like that from from classic rock in, in comedy sort of comparison, that would be like um, a good review from the Guardian or a good review from the, yeah. the, the Times or Time Out yeah. magazine, something like that. It's got a lot of weight with it. But would you say with sort of the modern music industry, unfortunately, things like that aren't enough now? There's is, is hurdles in place, and there's sort of these infrastructures there that uh, almost sometimes can make it impossible if you haven't got certain backends and certain certain things behind oh, it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's it's nowhere near enough. I mean, the, the thing is, it's, it's great. You can write the best album in the world. And I mean, I, I know you had, um, I, I know you, you mentioned speaking to Tyler, you know, and, and he's got a couple of great bands, and, and the band he does aside from his, his main thing now is a fantastic, uh, you know, great, great band. But you need that extra. It doesn't matter who you've got beside you. If you haven't got somebody sitting there with hundred grand in their pocket saying I'm gonna give you this and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. Um, you know, you if you, you record an album, all right, say say it costs you four grand to record an album, you need another twenty to try and push that. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's the mean, marketability, that's the yeah, thing. Yeah. The industry is driven. I mean, I think it was if I remember right, there was um Emily Sunday won an award for a songwriting on one of these award shows, and I think Ivan Novello award maybe. It might Ivan Novello. I think that's a songwriting award. Ivan yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think nine people got up to accept this award for for best song or whatever it was. It's not an original song, then, is it? 
and I thought to myself, well, okay, I do understand, but you know, you, the the Brit thing is is a is a classic example where you've got yeah. this massive organisation. You've got the Brit Brit School. Yeah, yeah. Your um, your Matt, what's his name, Matt Willis. Your Matt Willis is Brit School. Uh, Amy Winehouse is that Brit School right. class, isn't it? Yeah. And so you imagine now that the Brit Awards then is purely geared towards pushing these people. Yeah. Um, Just and farming and success. Or something yeah. Like and and I think it's somebody mentioned that you mentioned Ed Sheeran earlier. Yeah. Um, and he was saying that he he'd gone on. I think it was NME had a go at him in the last couple of weeks talking mm. about the fact that he'd said, "Oh, the new album's got the number one or whatever." Is without any promo at all. <laughs> well, yeah, come on, Ed. Let's shave your end, yeah, ginger twat. Yeah. <laughs> any, you know, without, without any promo, would suggest that you know he's he's done it in the house yeah. when he's got the biggest record label in the world yeah. behind him. He's 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 collaborating with Justin Bieber, yeah. uh, Stormzy. Yeah. And several other people who know what are currently is. the biggest artists in the world. Yeah. Well, that's all well and good, but you know, come come and speak to me when I'm sitting in the house, you know, in my pants, seven o'clock in the morning, coming up with a song that I got to stick on my iPhone, yeah. and then then write all the words. And you know, don't get me wrong, I do it because I enjoy it. It's not something I sort of choose to do. I mean, I I'll, I'll stop at the car sometimes, and you know, my wife will have the phone in her hand, and I say, "Oh, we need to stop. I got to record this." Yeah. And I'll mumble absolute nonsense. But it's brilliant. It's yours, though. That's different. You know, and, and she says to me, well, how do you come up with this stuff? And I say, I don't know. It's all, it's all in my head, yeah, which would suggest, it's you know. A, it's a similar thing with comedy, though. And perhaps you're going back this up, Steph. It's like, almost like um, if you sit down and you say, right, I'm going to write some jokes now. It's never going to happen. It doesn't work like that, you know. No, and there's no. nothing more... There's nothing... Um, more off-putting and if you're on a blank page blank page is the worst thing to do yeah. but I wake up in the middle of the night and I, I, I think oh hang on I grab my phone make a note in my phone and yeah. I think ha oh, oh, ha yeah, I'm after myself asleep <laughs> and then I look in the morning and I think dog flavour cheesecake what yeah. the fuck was I on about <laughs> <laughs> what was I on what was I on <laughs> you know, so, but you've got, you've got, you've got to get there because otherwise if you leave a half hour it's gone isn't yeah. it, it was, yeah. um, there's, a, there's a band that I call the Hold Steady um, I'm a singer Craig Finn Great, great band. He's, he's probably one of the best lyricists out there at the moment in terms of his, you know, his output. And and he, he said, you know, if you've got an idea for something, you've got to get it down straight away because otherwise you loses. Yeah, and, and you want to sound like seven seconds. His it's got purity. Yeah, his spark and his. You know that that's there. And I mean, I think it was. I looked at my phone earlier on. It was August the first that I you know, I'd sat down and written, played this this bit on my guitar in the morning. Once. Then a little bit of la 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 over the top, and then the third time round I played the whole song through, because I just all right it might might need work. It'll be something that you know next couple of days I'll work on it. But I think as a creative person, I've always done art and always done drawing and painting, and and I've done, you know made a, made a couple of films and I, it's not something you can choose to do. Um, I mean Randy Newman, I think I, there was a thing on songwriters. It's, it's a it's a book which had a, a little series accompanying it, and it was talking about how different writers. Songwriters on songs, I think it is, and Randy Newman, for example, the Toy Story, uh, you yeah, were and the one that yeah, does short yeah. people, yeah, fucking brilliant, right? Um, apparently, he goes into the studio like nine o'clock in the morning, comes out at five with ten songs, yeah. Well, I, I couldn't do that, yeah. You do know? you believe him though? Um, I don't know, I, mean, I don't I think, think consistently he's got, got ten songs coming no, out, I reckon he's no. got three, it no, goes out over a year well. period, maybe. What you'll do then, you know, probably you keep one. You know, it's like Dr. Dre, apparently, a similar sort of thing. He apparently wrote 100 songs for Dre 1001, yeah. but kept 14. You know, it's that sort of, yeah. Vo- yeah. if you go in volume-wise, and then yeah. within that volume, there's going to be some, some gold, perhaps. You know? Yeah, mean, of course. People always say, oh, he's a prolific songwriter. 
But it's like it's like Ryan Adams, I don't know. Do you, do you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He, the guy who kicks people out of his gigs for asking for shouting out, "Please, I'm on sixty nine." That's him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, he he releases. You know, he I, he went up on. I think he put three albums out a few years ago. You know, and and I think if he'd have condensed some of those songs into one album, he'd have had a classic album. But I, I I'm very very mindful of editing myself you know and i tend to think right will i remember that in the morning i think i think it's paul mccartney i'm sorry i'm gonna be geeky you know oh, that's great um but i think it was him who said that it, they wouldn't ever record their ideas or brain, but if they remembered it the next day that would suggest that it's memorable yes yeah, yeah, something that's it's something it holds well, in your yeah. mind and it sticks you know? there like yeah because if I'm if I'm writing material, I'll, I'll I'll only write it down to just legitimise it, and it's physically there yeah, then. So you, but yeah. it's a case of I, I work it through my head. That's why I normally do walking yeah. the dog, or if I'm you know having a cup of tea, I, I work it through my head, and I'll write it down just to all right, it's there. I can't forget yeah. it. You know, so you've got like a safe brain space, really, because because everything just gets in the way. Oh, nothing <laughs> safe in my brain. Oh, no, hey. <laughs> <laughs> safe from what? So when you sort of, when you're putting a song together, would you sort of rather? Do it in block and make right that's three or four minutes there and then you try and tweak it or would you do sections and segments um, and build on it? It depends. I mean, I, I just I finished a song uh, a few weeks ago. Um, I'd been working on it for about eighteen months to two years. Good on you. And it, it, I, I I wrote a song called Second Hand Soldier, which was about um, how the, the government treats uh, veterans when yeah. they come back from wherever they've been, and I just sort of. Like from a thematic point of view, I, I started writing something uh, which was called "Cries in the City," which was a more direct aspect of of what it might be like to uh, after conversations, not just you know uh, assumptions, but on what it's like to be homeless and and speaking to people and and um, it's it's "Cries in the City," a day in the life. Yeah. And I'd written all this stuff and I couldn't get his chorus right. So all of a sudden, one day, somebody said to me, what's it about? And I said, well, it's, it's about a day in the life of a homeless person. So what I did then, I thought, hang on a minute, day in the life, Beatles, blah, blah, blah. So I stole it. Um, and the, the line in the song goes, I read the news today, oh boy. Yeah, um, yeah. Which has then, been in David Bowie songs as well, like Young yeah, Americans. Right. Um, but what I what I did then, it was uh, I, read, I read the news today, oh boy. I found it on the bed I made the night before. Yeah, so, the link of it, a newspaper yeah, for a homeless yeah, yeah. man yeah. is a very different context to somebody sat on the train with his broadsheet. Like, yeah. yeah. So you know, whether the, the original song is is you know the higher end of society, I thought, well, let's let's take it that. And I had a conversation with a mate of mine. I said, "What do you reckon? Do you think I'll, think I'll get away with this?" And he said, well, "Well, why not? I mean, you know, it's, there's a lot of stuff out there which which you know, is is obviously derivative, but it's on purpose." You're applying like context there, yeah. for where you know uh, it's it's an important thing to, to 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 understand that and realize that it's actually going in that direction, isn't yeah. it? I mean, I, it's a it's a funny thing to say, but I think a lot of people say it, the song writes itself. A lot of the time, you can be like I said, I could be mumbling in the car and come up with a whole song. Sometimes I can write the chorus or a verse, and then I'll do a little guitar lick. And I, I, again, it's like the process. I think it's like it's like what, what comedians do in it. You know, you, you'll jot a couple of notes down, but you have to find a way in yeah. to that chorus or that you know that that phrase or whatever it is you're going to say. That's the punchline. Yeah. I think that's the chorus for us. You know, which is a, definitely it's definitely. Um, it's a it's a big deal, but it. People, I think, underestimate how much work goes into the right inside of it because they they only see 
the product, product 20% you know? of it probably yeah we've probably both seen yourselves is a is a fantastic um it's probably not a meme but it's, it's an image a bit of artwork and there's a guy on stage in front of a big crowd and he's juggling about 20 plates in the air but he's on the, he's on the pinnacle he's on the top yeah. and behind him and it's not it's backlit there's no lit light there yeah. it's hundreds of smash plates yeah. but nobody can see that because it's down yeah, behind yeah, yeah. So the audience can only see the finished product yeah. you know yeah. yeah that's a good that's a good metaphor that, that's that's, a, that's a, the thing is this it, it is because like i say when people say to me sometimes oh you know we must how long did it take to write that song oh it took me three minutes to write it oh, okay and uh, what about the other one what two years yeah. How do you how do you differentiate between that? I say, well, again, it's the editing thing. If I just come up with a chorus now and said, oh, that's what it is, then it 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 doesn't doesn't do anything really. I think it's got to be, you know, I played a couple of new songs out there. I did a gig in a local pub on Sunday afternoon, yeah. and I played a couple of new ones there, and there was people from all over the country. It was it was quite odd really because I I put this local gig out, and you know, I said I'm doing an acoustic gig Sunday afternoon. You know, PA in the car job, set up in the corner, all the rugby zone, all that nonsense. And um, there's a woman who travelled down from Sheffield. That's yeah. Yeah, so that it was. So is it off the back of Fire Road then, or is that? Yeah, I mean, I I put it out as 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 a as Fire Road sort of rich. Fire Road's rich, yeah. Rich solo show. Brilliant. Um, you know, because it, it said for, for me, I play the songs that I've written. I I, t- I tell a lot of stories. I split. I play a lot of covers. A lot of context, you know, a bit of banter with the crowd. Brilliant. Um, you, know, you think that sense of the the power of like social media reach and things, and the fact that you're able yeah. to do that, and yeah. and what would have been twenty years ago only a local gig, yeah. you're now yeah. able to push it further, and people who have sort of honed in and think, oh, we like this band, yeah. and they I mean, pick up on it. There's people coming, you know, there was there was several t-shirts in the crowd. Was there? Yeah, brilliant. Mean, you know, you see the crowd, you know, as if there's hundred thousand people, but. You know, it, it was no different. I mean, you know, there's no there's no secret that, it, that we've got with the stereophonics. But, yeah. you know, when I've been in, in the bigger shows we've done over the last couple of years, I've we've only once ever done black T-shirts, which is a sort of, you know... Well, it, black is the rock, rock, rock colour, isn't it, yeah. typically? Yeah. You know, and we've always I've always tried to stay away from it to try and engineer something which is a little bit more palatable than, than your sort of rock stuff. We've done purple and, and pink. And Lime red green next. And blue. Oh, yeah, well, that might be a thing. Eh? <laughs> uh, but that'll be underpants. That will just my name on the back. Um, but yeah, but I've always. So over the bigger shows, I've spotted the t shirts in the crowd. And I've always tried to do something a little bit more modern as opposed to, you know, I don't, I don't want two skulls on it with a couple of guns and all that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. 97% proof. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's been great because, but even in, like, the, the, the pub was a really miniature version of, of, of seeing the, the t shirts. But I mean, you know, when you when you're in playing, I mean, you know, I'd, I'd say probably fifteen thousand people in the stadiums last year, and it was the recent Singleton Park show. Yeah. Now you know, but you yeah, so just, just just a perfect oh. context. Sorry, if anyone listening, I'm not sure. You've opened up for the Stereophonics, haven't yeah. you, on a couple of arena shows and a yeah. couple of stadium shows, like yeah. the Cardiff City Stadium yeah. back last uh, June, Thursday night. That was it. Yeah, last year. Yeah, and then yeah. the Singleton Park show recently. You were the yeah. op- you were the opening band on the on the, on the night yeah. now. Yeah, the four play. Yeah, the four play. Aye. Lovely. Yeah. How, how was that then? As a as a, a sort of a, uh, was it like a bit of a milestone type thing for you in the band? Or yeah, I mean, you know what it's like, right? You 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 do gigs sometimes, and six people turn up, right? Whether it's whatever whatever entertainment it is, whether you're in so usually my gigs, usually my gigs, right? and you 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 have to do. The slog, together, nice stuff. And I always say, right, it's it's 
and that's what it is really we, we do you know we do all the, the the really hard work so when it comes to the nice stuff you go do you know what this is okay you can enjoy I mean, it yeah i mean people say to me oh yeah you know you might have the odd person oh you only got that gig because you know kelly well how else do you think i got it <laughs> you know what i mean i mean you know you've got you've got you've got booking agents all over the country right that will have you know that you'll have your your manix and your and your, your stereophonics and all your big arena stroke stadium bands then you'll have your theater bands and your arena bands and then you'll have your, your club level bands well you know all those people guts to get paid you yeah. know that's the thing isn't it yeah. but so for me to get a phone call and for Kerry to go Rich, do, you, do you guys want to come and do you know two arenas in Ireland or do you want to come and do a couple of stadium gigs Amazing. is a massive thing for us but you know it, while it's the case of well yeah of course I'm going to get that phone call he's not in a position to put a band on that he doesn't think will well, you'll do the job that's achieve. why you're booked yeah, you know because like I, I'm a personal sort of leaver and you might say the same stuff you know nepotism is a wonderful thing you know it does make the world <laughs> yeah. go round let's not pretend you know Nicholas Cage his name is not Nicholas Cage it's Nicholas Coppola his uncle is Francis yeah. Ford Coppola yeah. but he changed his name to Cage to try and to, to deflect away from yeah. that. She didn't like but, Fords. But similarly, like you said, you know, the stakes are so high. The chip uh, for Kelly, he can't afford to put something that's not no. up to standard anyway. No. So there's all these bands who are at that standard, yeah. and you happen to know him. Well, yeah. good luck. Good yeah. luck for you. But, but that's, this is it. I mean, you know, the, the nice thing for me, and I think this was this was validation, really, even from his point of view. I mean, we had a the the, the production manager come over on the second show we did on the on the theatre shows for the warm ups two years ago and it was the second night we were lugging our gear on stage and he said where did your voice come from like what are you, what are you doing and I said well we just we do this and he said because I'll be honest with you, I didn't know what to think when Kelly said his, his mates were coming on the road with us he was like oh okay but he said he said it's unbelievable do you want some more shows I said well yeah that would be amazing Brilliant. so he said because you've turned up every night you've done exactly what's been asked of you ah. you've you, you've turn up on time you put your gear on stage you sound checked for hardly any amount of time said to the engineer thanks a lot off you went we didn't see you till showtime and your gear was off stage well we've always prided ourselves on a level of professionalism which I think is really important you know Definitely. and um, the next thing you know I'm chatting to Kelly upstairs and we're having a, a bit of a chat and, and he says oh, do you think any more shows I said, that would be great, yeah, funny enough. And he, and he shouted over to the guy and he said, oh, what's the crack with this show and our show and the next lot of thing? Don't worry, he said, I've already booked them. Ah, brilliant. <laughs> Which, you know, it, it, it sort of, it, it goes goes beyond then the respect of a mate who happens to be in a much yeah, bigger you band. you that, haven't you? You vent yeah. that through professionalism and yeah. hard work and entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like we said with Steve Parry when we interviewed Rugby League International, yeah. Steve Parry. Um, you know, the, the term semi-professional is a bit of a, a bit of a misconception because there is no such thing as semi-professional. You're either an amateur or you're a pro. You have to apply yourself in a certain Absolutely. way. You have to turn up yeah. on time and do this and do that. And when we interviewed Tyler Campbell, he said that he gigged with Guns N' Roses. That's and right, yeah. um, he said that, you know, the stage management, they're very lovely people. Yeah. But it was to the minute, to the second. But oh, I found absolutely. that quite, I found that quite ironic that Axel Rose's people were very yeah. keen yeah. on yeah. 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 So yeah. he was famous for turning yeah. up two hours late. My pops are learning from mistakes. Are you in Australia? I'm watching. Have a twenty-four hour later. <laughs> <laughs> you know. No, I, I, I. Funny enough, I've been having a chat today to a, a young young boy from um, over Astrid Manach, where he, he's got a new band called Supermarine. 
and uh, he asked me to go down and have a chat to him. Uh, and Reese is a, is a is a great boy with you know well hopefully a, a bright future. You know, when I was talking to him about all the things we've had to do and expectations, and it's it's really high because I mean you know we've been told that it, there's even people who are at quite a high level don't exercise the same amount of of restraint in terms of how they behave, you know, and all that sort of thing. So it's nice. I mean. And for me as well, the stakes are really high in terms of not letting somebody that's given us a really big opportunity yeah. and making a fool out of him as well, which for me is more important than anything. Well, definitely. I think the most important thing you've done there is not make a fool out of yourself and yeah. show people exactly what you can do. And I think that's a commendable yeah. aspect of what you are and what your band represents. Yeah, That's it's a huge thing. We, you know, it's good. Yeah, but like we've we, we touched on, like um, we, I quite like doing this. Where we talk about Kelly Jones' stay for a couple of times and your links to there. Yeah. Just you know, people are probably thinking, what's going on here? What what what, what is the missing fill the gaps now? You're actually childhood friends with Kelly Jones, aren't you? And the the boys from us. Yeah, we were on we were on the circuit for about well, we I, I think Kelly would have been about fifteen, sixteen when I when I first met. I mean, I was playing in a local band. He was in a local band. Um, I ended up joining. You know the sort of pre-stereophonics band for a while. I mean, I'm I'm always sort of classed as as the sort of missing member. But there was always a couple of pe- there was a couple of there was I think guitarists after me. Um, the Argentinian uh, guy, I remember that. Well, but uh, but no, it was it's one of those things where I think I've always sort of you know whereas we haven't seen each other for a long time over the years and 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 things like that. You know, we've always ret- ret- retained a, you know an element of friendship, which is which is like you know. Luckily, come back into the sort of it's you know the foreground really last few years, and um, it's been really nice because it's been nice to see, and I I feel and I always feel very proud of what what they do, um, but it it doesn't deviate from what I've got to do with, with him, you know. But oh, you haven't changed. No, no. I mean, um, it's it's quite funny, you know. People say to me, "No, we're in a band, we're still into your music." And some days it can be quite patronising. Yeah, oh, yeah. Look at you, you know, 40 odd years of age, still, in, still into your music. And it's like, well, I don't play golf. I rarely yeah. go to the pub. Yeah. So this, for me, is my thing. Yeah. You know, or or, or ask, you could say, well, I'm really sorry. I didn't see anyone wearing, uh, you know, T-shirts with your accountancy business on it when yeah, you came in to yeah. throw out a calculator or two. Uh, you know, it, it, <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, the thing is, at the end of the day, we, we've had, had people say, oh, look, you know, look at you doing this. But then yeah. the same people would have come to the stereophonic shows and gone, that's him from school. He's he's doing that. What's what's this all about? Yeah, um, you know. And and I don't know whether it's it's been a case, but a lot of people then jump online and go, "Oh, you guys are the best support band they, they've had, and you were much better than the other bands, and you should have been further up the bill." And 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 all these things. Well, we can't be further up the bill because we're unsigned. Yeah, we're completely self-sufficient, and and I'm sure Jake Bug is not going to go. Oh, let them boys going after me. They yeah, of course, he wants the money, didn't know. he? We, we've got 30 minutes. I mean, Queen only had something like, what, 20 minutes of Live Aid yeah. to, to make the world stand up. And when you've got 30 minutes, and uh, I mean, you know, you're saying, oh, if we had 33 minutes, we could fit another song in, or I could say this or do that. But you, you, you've just got to go, this is what it is. And luckily, you know, I don't think people appreciate sometimes how hard it is to get our set to 30 minutes. You know, because yeah, you might definitely. think, right, look, how can we get seven songs in? Yeah. Well, we cut certain parts of the songs out. I'm sure it's a mix and, and a balance, yeah, isn't yeah. it? And uh, yeah. why you know, you're going to close it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, it's, a, it's a theme that's come up quite a few times with people we've spoken to for this podcast in terms of like the big gig and then sort of the 
back down to earth type gig, you know, like yeah. sort of the yin and the yang of it. And um, do you find like it keeps you grounded, like going from a stereophonics uh, arena gig to then something perhaps on a weekend in a local club? Do you find that's quite grounded? Oh, quite, quite, yeah. quite a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it, I well, the last gig I did prior to Sunday was was Singleton Park, and then I did. Well, that's you know, I just just I just did the local pub on Sunday, um, but I I've all the thing is I always applied the same attitude. I I you know I always say give it hell no matter if there's ten people there or if it's me on a stool or I'm in front of that, that many people, but I mean I think you've got to retain. Uh, you know you've got to be humble all the time. I I know people right. I mean I I've seen bands from Wales, who will stand on stage. And they go, yeah, man, come on, guys, put your hands up, man, uh, and all this. And I'm going, what are you doing? Yeah, what I'd rather hear that. Oh, you bat. Doing? Oh, bat. Yeah. I'd rather hear that. You know, and I, I remember in Cardiff, I, I was funny enough, I was having a conversation, Drake speaking this this young lad recent in the band, and, and I said, when we were in Cardiff Stadium and, and Wrexham, the, the first thing I did, which was completely off the cuff up, up in Wrexham, was, you're right, I must be well that small on stage, you lot at the back, I can see you. Just give me a wave, let me know you're up there. Because ah, a lot of time, and I was trying to fight, instead of going, come on, guys, up the back, and all this yeah, yeah, yeah. nonsense. Yeah. I'm from Aberdeer. Yeah. So I'm going, right, I can see you all. Get your hands up, give me a wave. And at that point, and, I, and the, the part in shot was, ah, I got you. <laughs> and it, it just... You know, it worked. And it yeah, was but nice. you're projecting your correct personality there. You know, yeah. if you look at Ozzy Osbourne, obviously when he was in Black Sabbath, he couldn't do the Brummie accent. You know, no. I can totally understand that. But yeah. I think there's a certain level of strength and character to your accent, the Welsh accent, and I yeah. don't think that we should hide it in any sort of way. No, it, you know what? It's funny you should say that, actually, because when we were... There's a song on the album, um, I might have mentioned it previously, uh, called All We Have, which is very, very mindful of being Welsh, right? It's, I mean, you know, um, the, the, it's all about, I mean, I remember my stepfather coming home with the black around his eyes from the colliery, you know, um, and the, the, there's a line in there, men of bronze chasing dreams of gold, hmm. you know, because how we're considered we're, to be, and we're always trying to strive for that thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where you always, you always got to try and get to that point, you know, and and for me, it was a case of I remember the guitarist saying to me, "Oh, hang on, stop singing. I'm in the vocal booth now, doing my best live aid sort of thing, you know, with my hands on the headphones and all that." Like, and uh, oh, you sound too Welsh. And John, who was our engineer, stroke sort of you know co-producer guy, turned around and said, "Well, Gav, he's, he's from Wales, like, yeah. what do you expect, you know?" Yeah. And the song, it was it was very much trying to sing almost like in my own speaking voice yeah um you know and and he said and as he was the song fitter i mean shane williams is singing on our album is it really right yeah <laughs> it's, it's hilarious we i went down to uh neath rugby club with a mate of mine who had arranged for the neath supporters choir to sing on this track so i go down with an acoustic guitar and some lyric sheets and a little eight-track recording machine and two microphones. I don't know what the hell I thought I was doing, but anyway. So they recorded this this chorus for me. Um, and it, it was, we fight hard because we have to light our hearts just to find you. Uh, we brave the rain for the sunshine. We hit it hard with our hands. So you've got a, a, you know, a sort of thing for the way in which we attack life. And, yeah. you know, the old thing in Wales, isn't it? You know, it can rain 364 days and yeah. we have one day of sunshine. Hey! Yeah, yeah, that's so it. I tried to capture a lot of that. But anyway, 
he's been interviewed, right? I, ironically, I think it was to do with choirs in Wales because the, the uh, S4C had come up. And I'm giving out all the sheets to the people now, and I see him there, and, I, and I'm like, oh, right. And I, I'm trying to be a bit sort of coy and not to interrupt his thing. And he came over to me, he said, oh, where's my sheet, bud? <laughs> well, I'm in a choir, and I. Oh, are you? Hi. So I give him a sheet and I recorded the stuff. Um, you know, and he was actually singing in the choir as, pa- as part of what this was. Um, but we d- I did a couple of tip- couple of choirs for it and we mixed all this stuff in. Uh, but when it when it came to the recording, then we we, we we had to change the key of it a couple. So it's it, it's a, it's almost a very ghostly sort of noise but it works really well within the context of the song so everything I was trying to achieve was sort of encapsulated at one moment of having a having a a Welsh choir with a humble guy going where's my where's my sheet like can I have one try scorer for the country yeah (laughs) it's insane you know who who, who was a little guy that never that everyone told that he would never do well because he was too small exactly perfect it was perfect you know really Great, and then you know that that that, that, that's, that brings it round full circle, isn't it? I think yeah. that's great. I it, it, you couldn't I couldn't have asked for more. No, no, no exactly. And I think you know, but, but, but my favourite thing about, especially about your direction of music, is you know, you, is you're signifying and you're celebrating as as well what the success out of the disenfranchisement of Welsh people is. Yeah. You know, and you're taking the strength out of something that we've been given nothing of, yeah. and and you're pretty much just you know you're just making it this huge thing. And I think that what you're doing is a great thing yeah it was, it was a big deal for me because i mean you know a lot of stuff is is on the albums loosely based around personal experiences yeah. some of it very very heartfelt some of it and i'm an art on a sleeve kind of guy i'll just say whatever i'm feeling at any given point regardless oh, of what it is and sometimes people go oh no and then other times it, it'll work but i think i think and i i think in anything you do if you've got i mean it's, it's very evident when i when i've seen drew doing his, his comedy stand up you know it's very sincere, and I think if you're not sincere, especially coming from Wales, or people will go, "No, you're all right, mate. I don't believe a word you're saying." Yeah. And I think, I mean, I had a, a situation where we played in Plymouth on one of the first stereophonic shows, and I'm sorry to go back to it again. It's just just a reference. Hey, no, 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 don't no, apologise. No. You weren't the opportunity. Uh, you know, but but I I spoke to the crowd and I asked them for a, a, a couple of minutes of their time just to sort of highlight the the need to perhaps ask homeless people what their names were and spend time having a chat. It's all right to throw a pound or whatever, or, you know, some idiots do two pence in a hat. But to actually take time and sit down and say, how long have you been out for? Um, you know, what's your name? And and, a, and a, the guy said to me, he said, oh, my name is Richard. He said, I, I've been out for eight months. Now, to me, I mean, with, with me being Richard as well, it was a really difficult thing. My stomach went over. How, how has he ended up like that? And, mm, you know, I'm not, and... And and you know Kelly said to me he said we were, I went up to London and we were having a chat and he said you know what he said every time now I always ask people I see out on the street what their ah, name is brilliant so that it that must that influence but I had I had two and a half thousand people silent wow I know when people talk about you know your stage presence and being able to well this is the thing and I, and it was really really sort of humbling for me because I thought oh and it wasn't until I got off that my wife said to me. You had that crowd eating out your hand then. And it was That's the first show we'd done of that. So I beautiful thought, thing. do you know what? It doesn't matter what level you are, whether you're playing stadiums. If you can do that, it's a big deal. And it's, it was it's a the big message, deal. isn't it? It's you not know? the size of the place, it's the message. No. So it was good. That's an absolutely huge thing. 
So, um, yeah, like, uh, I think you've done some, some great things. I mean, uh, it sounds like you've got a really good grasp on, you know, what the music industry is and really what the truth is as well. But what if I was, stick. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, but I, if you had any advice for any uh, up-and-coming musicians, what would it be? Um, make sure you write really, really good songs and... Yeah. Get somebody else to do your social media, unless you know you you've got a really good handle on doing this. Youngsters too. today, yeah. I mean, you know, you've already so got to taking look. photos of your burgers and yeah. put it into your band. Yeah? This is, I mean, this is it. I mean, the thing is, right? If you spend, I mean, I know, like, I, you know, there's, there's teenage boys and they also, I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be a YouTuber, but they don't spend any time recording the content or making the content. They no, just watch because they watch YouTube all the time. They think I want to be a YouTuber. Well, that's not. You've got to make sure that your content is right. I mean, you know, you you can write a million songs. Perhaps one will hit hard. Um, I don't, you know, there's venues closing all over the country. Yeah. There's all these places closing down. You know, there's there's comedy clubs shut in. There's music venues shut in. I think what you've got to do is, uh, is the same with anything you do, is just work hard. And somebody somewhere, whether it's, whether they'll pick up your song or... You know, I've I've seen a lot of people doing these sort of videos where they do covers online, and they say, "Oh, well, I got picked up doing a, doing a cover of this song or a cover of that song." I I don't know. I'm I don't know. I don't know if I buy into it. I just, but at the same time, then they know the musicians or the you know the, I wouldn't say musicians, the singers of these days, like your, your big stars and stuff. Yeah. they're not known for their songwriting. They're known for their faces, their vital statistics, and their marketability, aren't they? Yeah, which I mean, is I, such a shame. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Sia. Um, I think yeah, she's massive. incredible, you know. Yeah, she's great. And ordinarily, that wouldn't be my type of thing. But you know, the voice is ridiculous. And it's I'm not a singing. Yeah, that's what it is. I think you know, if 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 a singer can say, look, I've had enough. I'm going to turn round, and I'm still going to sing, but with my head round. You know, I'm going to be looking at a wall. Yeah. and still do well. Yeah, I mean, you know, a songwriting, songwriting chops is the kind of phrase. You know, yeah. I mean, she's written stuff for Rihanna and on all these yeah. other people. And yet, when she sings her own songs, then you go, "Oh yeah, I get it." It's yeah. like Pink. Pink is the same. I mean, you know, she filled the stadium the other day, and I've seen her a few times over the years. But again, she always seems quite normal and yeah, a lot of fun. Exactly. And then she gets on stage. And when you got, when you got people over the years, you've got all these artists who say, "Oh, well, I, I mind the backing tracks because I can't possibly dance and sing at the same time." Well, yeah, exactly. she's 3,000 well, foot up in the air spinning around yeah. on a spaceship you know? yeah. yeah exactly well, look, look, look at your Mariah Carey's of this world I mean yeah. how many YouTube clips are there of her not being able to sing oh, ridiculous you know, how many millions has she made from singing Yeah, it's insane isn't it yeah. I, said, well, I, I could talk all day with you about music but I, I, we might but uh, the, the, the battery's going to run out so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little feature that I'd call that uh, I like to do anagrams of our guests names uh, alright ok I think uh, I, I, yours is probably the most fun I've had doing so, anagrams uh, of your names. Uh, I'm going to hammer through them quickly because I got a lot. Uh, Cornish Jared, <laughs> Shard rejoins, uh, Acorn DJ hires. That's for something in about twenty years. So, it's brilliant. Acorns HR Jedi, <laughs> Air Cried Johns, Cad Jerry Nosh. I'm not saying what that is. Uh, Shay Jared Sin. That's your revolutionary name. Yeah. Chris, well, I don't know about that. Well, Chris Jared, no. Uh, Crasher Dijon, just in case you need to be posh and crash into someone. Wow. Jenny Orchards, that's your porn name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joshua Rancid, we won't say that is. <laughs> uh, Acid Herons Jr., that's the next band. Aye. Uh, Acon Jedi Hours. Add John's Ricer, 
Uh, Ark Horns Jedi, Candy Horse Junior, another poor name. <laughs> My rap name. Share <laughs> <laughs> Dino. Sh- oh, sorry, Share as in the Hulu. Uh, Share Dino Jazz yeah. and Car DJ Inshore. <laughs> That's pretty good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think I think that's the benefit of having quite a vowely a vowely name. We'll put yeah, a vowel, yeah. a vowel-y name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a vowels um, chancer. That's what you're. Yeah, right. so I got right in now. Well, is that the same thing, or is it? No. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I've uh, I've been quite quiet. So I've been enjoying those cherry bake. Yeah, yeah. Three of them. I did say I was going to going to be a cake. So if I say I do try and do it, then oh, they were lovely. Thank you very much. I was too busy looking after my bromance with with Richard Jones. Yeah, and another feature we try and do each podcast is we like to to challenge our guests to see if they've got uh, a bit a bigger head than myself like mm. i've done the challenge to all our guests I, I don't think i'm confident I'm, i don't think anyone is gonna have a bigger a bigger circumference of their head Whoa. than me because i have quite a large head so stefan if you could kindly uh, measure heads. richard's head there um he's, yeah he's crawling across the the bench of the, of the pub now to him what was it what was the film uh so i might an axe murderer yeah yeah with the yeah. heat yeah yeah look at the size of that boy's heat Hang on, now you've gone right up. Oh, gone right like up an orange with a cocktail stick. Yeah, that's it. There we are. <laughs> are we looking? Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, 60. no. 60 centimetres. Oh, so 62 is yeah. the current record. You're on 60. Yeah, yeah that's, not, that's not bad, Rich. Like, we've had a couple of guests who've had, um, like, we like to describe um, performance oh, enhancing hair. Um, the, the, so it's like I keep keep my hair quite short. So, um, but yeah, sixty-two centimeters. That for still, accuracy, is it? Yeah, I think so. And you know, I think try and keep it, you know, natural and. Yeah, why not? Like, I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah, I'm still in the lead, nice. Yeah, you, well, I good, think you. We're gonna have to find something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe when Steve Spears comes on. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's gonna, gonna dirty, smash you. Yeah, possibly, possibly. He's <laughs> gonna smash you. Gonna but I, I think I've, I've still got the uh, I've still got two more questions to ask. Right? Okay. And these are my favorite questions of the whole podcast. Right? So uh, my questions are. Uh, um, would you rather eat uh, a bucket of shit in one go or eat a teaspoon of shit with every meal of the rest of your life? Um, oh, a teaspoon of shit every it's time. Never get that. Never get that. <laughs> she likes to taste the shit, he does. Uh, and then the, the next one is, uh, would you rather have uh, the head of a dog or the cock of a cat? Uh, head of a dog. <laughs> that has been the, the, the general consensus, isn't it, so far? But I like I like the answer with the the shit questions. Is like you you're happy to tolerate a little bit of shit all the time. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, that's, that's probably that's it. That's a good metaphor for life, isn't it? It's going to be yeah. a little bit of shit every day, isn't it? So you yeah. may as well. Uh, I I put your it nose way, and get right? on with it. I would rather eat a teaspoonful of shit than a teaspoonful of onion. Mm. <laughs> I'll go I'll go back to Tunisia thing, right? Yeah. I was really trying to be really friendly to you know to people to try and counteract the effects of the people who were really ruled on these holidays. I'm quite quite conscious of it, you know. So every morning I'd go in, I'd, I'd do my swim, I'd go and have some breakfast, and I I talk to the sh- the chef in the sort of mumbly gestures of yeah. I can't understand a word you're saying. Well done, <laughs> neither can I. And um, so I went in every morning, same thing: eggs, uh, fried potatoes, a bit of cheese, you know, the sort of Try and go as British as I possibly could yeah. in Tunisia, like. And the guy one day, when I got there, ah, Mister Richard, he said, and he, he gave me this plate, and it was the fried eggs, standard, but then all this vegetable stuff like a uh, tomato salad. Oh, yeah. I've got this total intolerance for onions, right? Whether it's the smell or the <laughs> or the taste or anything. So I'm going, oh no, thanks very much. This is going to be really bad now. <laughs> so I had a massive serviette, scraped it all into the thing, and then I, all I had left was the omelette and the two fried eggs. I thought, right, 
that'll be fine. I bit into the omelette, and it was full of, of, of onion and, and peppers. So there was nothing else I could do apart from be completely sick all over my plate. <laughs> Get into the story now. <laughs> and uh, my wife's looking at me going... I can't believe you did that. <laughs> and I go, look, I'm all right, I'm okay. And I was determined to get through this food because the guy had been kind enough. So I got rid of the omelette, went into the went into the fried egg, and there was an onion left underneath it. Ah, oh, Jesus. Raw. Well, like... <laughs> <laughs> Take your time now. The, Take crunch. <laughs> the crunch and the taste. I'm just like this. I went all hamster cheeks. Because, again, now I'm in this... Again, now I'm in this... <laughs> <I'm in> <laughs> So I I couldn't go back in there the next morning. So what I did, I I made it. I, I was gonna eat. So what I did, I ran around the back before he could see me, <laughs> and I grabbed two pieces of toast and put them on the plate. So when it, by the time I got to the egg, dude, there was nowhere left to put anything other than <laughs> <laughs> two eggs on top of the toast. I was fine. Keyword yeah. myself. Things you gotta do to uh, save imagine, imagine if you just spewed on the plate and go, "The hell is that? <laughs> I know what I, is this? That's not breakfast." Yeah, oh, oh, it was awful. I mean, I, I, I've been like this since I was a kid. So next time, the moral of the story is: if we're ever gonna make you an omelette, you'd rather have shit in it than onions. Yeah, yeah. as long as it's not onion-flavored shit, then we're in trouble. <laughs> me. Well, Rich, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming on and giving up your time for anyone oh, listening. Um, great. I really enjoyed it. For anyone listening, where can they? catch up with anything fire or doing get in touch where can they find your music and what's coming up sort of in the near future for you? Uh, we've got um, we're playing in Crown Lord in Merthyr which is something that was booked a little while back um, on the 25th of August we're on about half past six in the afternoon we've got a full 90 minute set which is good originals uh, we're playing with um, Entrance oh really uh, they, they're on after us like so I don't know what's going to happen there um, we've got a a gig then we're doing come fest i mean in, in terms of the nature of, of wales come fest is something that's in its 10th or 11th year now and please please uh, explain to us what come fest is because come fest is up very dodgy at the moment yeah is up in <laughs> Kamaman, right um you know and you've got a situation where obviously the stereophonics thing as as yeah. really sort of t- people come to the village and i want a pilgrimage you know Brilliant. um but it's every pub in Kamama and is filled with music from friday night right the way through till sunday night oh, that's amazing when is this uh this is the last weekend of september okay excellent and that's it's lit- honestly right it's one of the best weekends you can possibly find for live music really? in a valley's pub setting because everywhere is full there's no trouble up there you know it, Everybody's having a drink and having fun. And, it's great. And what venues and what times you play uh, on that weekend? We're on in the Shepherd's Arms, um, and we're on on the Saturday night. We're headlining the Saturday night. Um, there's a, a, a local band from Merthyr called the Carolines are playing there. Uh, some new guys in a band called Wager. Uh, my friend Scar Band are playing there. Scar Chasm, who've got quite a high profile on the circuit. Brilliant. And um, we've got to do some writing and get some recording done for another album you can find everything at fireroadrock.com uh, we've got a Facebook page look for us on Instagram um, if you want to look for any any sort of stuff that I'm doing personally Instagram is fireroadrich you can find pictures of my dog and 
no food. They don't, they don't do the food pictures. Especially no onion at all. No onion. And uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, so cum fest is definitely not something with like a world championship soggy biscuit tournament. Oh no, no, Brilliant. it's just a world championship drinking uh, tournament and uh, amazing. You know, amazing. lots of great music and fun. Excellent. So, so thank <laughs> you very much. This, this has been very fun. I genuinely enjoyed myself. Uh, just wanted to say, as on behalf of the Tales from Wales podcast, uh, thank you very much, Richard Jones. Thank and, you, uh, gentlemen. Thank you. I uh, wish you all the best in the near and far future. Yeah, same to you guys, yeah. Thank you for listening, as always, and I hope you enjoyed the musical interludes we popped into this episode. We thought it'd be nice that whenever we catch up with a musician, we could include some of their music as well, if you'd have a little taste of. Um, if you want to catch up with anything Fire Road are doing, you can get them on Facebook and Instagram and other social media platforms. Also, if you're able to, pop along to Comfest and catch Fire Road live next weekend. Sounds like a fantastic festival, if I'm fringing ahead along myself. If you want to catch up with myself and Stefan doing stand-up, Stefan will be in Tiny Rebel in Cardiff on Thursday the 26th on with Tidder Owen and that should be a fantastic show get along to that if you can and I'll be at Swansea Fringe at the Volcano Theatre on Sunday the 5th of October give it a quick search online you'll find tickets and information for that easy enough as Stefan said at the top if you've enjoyed the episode please give it a like give it a share tell your friends get listening get involved and spread the word about Tales from Wales podcast but uh, big thanks again to Richard Jones from Fire Road and finally to play us out we'll have another bit of music from fire road thank you very much guys and see you next week Cause we fight hard.